What's going on entrepreneurs, small business owners and side hustlers everywhere looking to get into the Seven Figures Club. We've got a special guest for you today. Today's guest is Don Hennig. Don was born in Brooklyn, New York. You're going to hear that New York accent in a minute. He started <laughs> quenching his entrepreneurial thirst at the ripe age of 11 as the number one newspaper salesman on Long Island. A lot of competition in that area. Ooh. He also took out his first bank loan at 12, of course, as a business finance marketplace. We love that. Don has built successful companies in many industries from finance, publishing, mortgage, real estate, entertainment. Wow, that's a lot of industries there. And now he has developed a unique way to provide capital to Amazon sellers to grow their businesses faster and larger than any alternative uh, even outside of the United States. So if you've got an Amazon business there, I know we've got a lot in the audience here. Uh, it's so unique. People say it sounds too good to be true, but it is 100% real. He has a fantastic team. We've had the opportunity to work with his team at events and they do a wonderful job serving Amazon business owners. Don reverses the risk of financing for the Amazon seller. He just does not require any interest, fees, term or even monthly payments, which is amazing. In fact, Acrumi, his company, only makes money when you make money, which also makes Acrumi the safest source of growth funds anywhere and absolutely, almost in a sense, a partner. Don says that when you think logically, it makes no sense to take money out of your business each month and send it to a lender that is going to stunt and slow down your growth. It's better to pay when growth opportunities are limited or when you've got plenty of cash on hand and it seems that every economic downturn creates new models never before seen. And Acrumi is definitely one of those game-changing models that Amazon sellers are going to need, especially going into what may be a you know fairly difficult time here over the next 12 to 18 months. And you're going to want to you know learn about this and pay attention today. Don, of course, uh, also was actually retired when he decided to launch Acrumi, so that's how successful Don has been. Don, welcome to the show. There are over 32 million businesses in the U.S. and over 90% of them will never break seven figures in annual sales. So how do we as entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs break into that seven figures club? This podcast will relentlessly share the secrets, strategies, and tactics I've used to create three multi-seven figures businesses and bring in even more successful entrepreneurs than me to share their inspirational stories and tactics to success. You can create your dream business in life right now. So buckle up and let's go. Hey, thanks, Leo. I'm excited. That was uh, some introduction, I have to tell you. I don't think I have anything else to say. <laughs> well, we left you speechless. Don, we'd love to find out the background of some of the entrepreneurs that we have here on the Seven Figures Club podcast. And so tell us a little bit, if you would, some of the key experiences, obviously, you know, uh, when you were selling newspapers, number one sales guy, that probably set a big foundation. But when did you, what were some key events that led you to say, you know what, this entrepreneurship thing is for me, you know, having control, being independent, starting and, and creating products and services to help people. What were some of the key events in your life that kind of led you down that path? You know, it's, it's interesting because my parents were civil servants. My father worked for the government. My mother was a homemaker until later in life when I was going to college, she went to college. And wow. so, you know, we learned together. And so she started her career as I started my career. And uh, but, you know, my parents were dead set against me ever being an entrepreneur and starting your own business. When I was you know 18, I started a, a, I bought an ice cream truck 
And my parents wow. sat me down and they gave me, you know, they read me the riot act. You know, do you know what it means to own your own business? Do you know what it means to manage inventory and, you know, the cash and, you know, all of this on and on and on. I said, yes, I'm going to do it. You know, and I'm one of those people that I've never been afraid to start something. I've never been afraid to just go. You know, I, I have a saying, and I think everybody should would enjoy this because if you're in business, you've all done this is start stupid. You're not going to know everything. You're never going to know enough. If I waited until I knew everything about Amazon, the Amazon selling world to start my business, I'd still be waiting. I'd still be learning. I'll never know enough. So what I did was I just came up with a model, myself and a partner, came up with the model that blew the industry away and decided to test it, used my own money, went out to you know some conferences, didn't know anybody, and just started telling people about it. And luckily, I got a speaking engagement. And I was able to talk to a crowd. And then we got clients as a result of it. The night before we signed the first client, we had to write up a contract. We didn't have a contract. We had no technology. We used my money. And you know, I said to my partner, you know, we're probably going to lose every penny of what we're putting out, but we're going to learn as a result. And that's the goal. We didn't lose anything. And just to put it in perspective, this is four years ago. That first client is still on board with us four wow. years later. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And in that short period of time, we quickly became the number one rated uh, capital provider on Amazon Seller Central, where all the Amazon sellers have to go. That's where they get all their information from Amazon. Oh, yeah. We're, we're number one. We have all the five-star ratings. A lot of our competitors don't want any ratings. They don't want any reviews. We love it because everybody works with us. They love the model. It just Got works. It. Guys, amazing value bombs that Don just dropped for you there. Let's unpack those quickly. So a lot of the times when we're starting a business, when we're growing it, where we get caught up in overanalyzing and getting into all the details of why things aren't going to work, and then we never take the action. And what the most right. successful business entrepreneurs do is they actually start taking action because you learn 10, 100 times more faster and quicker by getting in and doing versus all of the research that you can do on a certain business. So amazing value that Don just dropped there. So there you are, Don. You started out with uh, with the tr food truck and then graduated into other industries. What were some of those early businesses like and some of the uh, ups and downs and successes that then eventually led you to actually retiring? Well, I'll, I've taken three breaks in my career. So each break was the first two were a year each. And each time I didn't know what I was going to do. I came out of it starting a new business in a new industry. Wow. You know, the stuff that I never knew anything about. I'll give you a quick you know, one-two on this. Yeah. I was working in a bank. And the only reason I was working in a bank and I was 18, 19 years old was because I learned that if you work in a bank and you got a B or better in, in school, in college, they pay 80% of your tuition. Yes. So when I learned that, I went and I found banks and I lied on my applications and I read books so I could you know, lie convincingly and I got a job. And six months later, I was the, the supervisor of that department because I can work harder than anybody. Then I moved into another department. Six months later, I was a supervisor of that department. And that's the department that everybody in the bank wants to be in, commercial credit. And I'm rising through the, the ranks, you know, fast. I'm, I'm the guy. It was boring. 
it was it wasn't enough for my brain. So you know what I did? I memorized jokes. I memorized thousands of jokes. And to this day, I could tell joke after joke after joke after joke on any topic because I memorized them over you know all those years ago. And at the also at the same time, to keep my brain going, I started studying financial planning because I love stocks and bonds and all that. I was going to school, I was in college. I was going to school for finance and, you know, think about the early 80s when interest rates were going up to over 20 percent. Over 20. And, you know, yeah, uh, inflation over 12 percent, unemployment over 10 or 11 percent. You know, it was a crazy period of time. But if you're going to school and you're learning economics at that point in time, it's gold. It's exciting. You're learning about history that's happening right in front of you. So I wanted to participate. So I got into the banking. I studied financial planning on my own. I got my uh, licenses to buy and sell stocks and bonds and mutual funds and all that stuff. I became a, a financial planner, started my own business, made a lot of money, uh, bought my first house, still in college, took out a student loan because they created student loans then to help people pay for college, which was really ridiculous. Anyway, I didn't need the student loan because I was working and, and the, the, the bank was paying 80% of my, my school. I certainly earned enough money to pay the other 20%, but I took out a $5,000 loan because it was so cheap. I, you can't lose. I invested it in stocks, made money on that, bought my first house while I was in college and, uh, and then got married. So I started a financial planning company. Then about two years later, uh, and in that period of time, I left the bank because I was doing too well on my own. I decided I learned learned about um, mortgages. I you know heard about this refi boom. Who knew what a refinance was? I didn't know anything. So I I opened up a you know a newspaper and I looked at all the ads of these mortgage companies. I didn't know anything. I called one that seemed to be the biggest. I asked the president. I said, "How do I become a mortgage guy? You know, what do I have to do?" And he gave me, he said, come in and pick up an underwriting manual. It was about five inches thick. So I learned exactly. So I didn't want to do that, but I learned how to, you know, to get licensed. I got licensed. I studied that book. I went out, started, you know, searching for mortgages. And being a financial planner, I went out to all these other financial planners. And next thing you know, I had hundreds of financial planners giving me their clients to refinance, refinance their mortgage and save their clients thousands of dollars, you know, and sometimes, you know, many thousands of dollars. So I started, I, I just felt the mortgage business was better than financial planning. So I built the mortgage business. And uh, within just a couple of years, I was one of the largest in New York State and sold it as a pretty large mortgage company and 10 years later. Uh, and I started a mortgage broker franchise, an industry that's never been done before but I had technology nobody else had. So I started a franchise, built it to, I think it was 700 and something units nationwide and sold that maybe a year to 18 months later. Took a break, love, what do I love doing? I love being out on the fields with the kids, playing soccer and lacrosse. So I looked at, you know, soccer like pickleball is today. And oh, it yeah. was the fastest growing sport in the country. And, and, and I said, that seems like a no brainer. So I researched that a little bit and I started a soccer newspaper. First month, 32 pages, full newspaper. There was, this is pre-digital, no digital. And so it was all print. I, I'm the only employee. I did everything from you know getting every article, every ad, 
every picture and 56,000, I think, copies for that first month. I handled all the distribution. Within a few months, I was the official news, newspaper for New York State Soccer, 167,000 copies per month. And I wanted to buy other uh, soccer newspapers and a couple deals fell through pretty quickly. So I didn't, you know, I didn't want to chase my tail. So I sold the, the newspaper uh, to, you know, people love buying publishing companies. Who knew? I didn't know. Uh, so, you know, I just kept going from there. I got back into in some, te some technology stuff. Another mortgage company bought and sold 300 houses in 18 months, every one of them for a profit. Uh, and the only reason I stopped is because I didn't enjoy it. You know, it was very profitable, but I just didn't enjoy it. Uh, I started an entertainment company out of the blue. Didn't know anything, but a friend of mine was a producer and he needed some help and wanted, you know, to st start a company. So I, he asked me to invest in a, more, in, a, in a movie. I said, let me ask you how you make money. I said, but before you answer, I'm guessing that you're going to have to come back to me in like three months and ask me to invest in another movie just so you can pay for your you know, food for your kids. And he goes, yeah, that's basically what I do. And I go, well, how about we change it? How about we make it so that you never have to do that again? And how about we, he goes, what do you mean? I go, well, instead of me investing in the movie, how about I invest, I invest in you? We'll put more money, a lot more money into a bank account. You'll get a salary. We'll build a business. We'll never ask somebody to invest in something that they shouldn't invest in. And we'll take a shot. Well, we did that. We we did eight feature length films with the biggest name stars like Tom Cruise and Natalie Portman and Mark Ruffalo and Orlando Bloom and on and on and on. And we did we created and produced the Broadway show Rock of Ages, which ended up as the 30th long, longest running play of all time. So a lot of fun. And then I took another break and got back in the mortgage world and then took another break. And that was for five years. And then I learned about Amazon sellers and I love helping people grow businesses. And who knew there were two and a half million Amazon sellers. So I just knew I wanted to help them. I didn't know how. So we created this model that just blows everything away and makes it a no brainer for sellers. You know, if I came to you, a lot of people call it the rich uncle program. If I came to you and I said, Hey, I'll give you all the money you need to grow your business. And all you and you keep hundred percent of the profit from your money. And you split the profit on my money. And when you don't want me, just give me my money back and I go away. Who wouldn't do that? That's what we created. Incredible. Well, let's <laughs> let's unpack uh, you know, some of these stories here. The first thing that I noticed as you were talking about building that first mortgage company there is a lot of people think in traditional marketing, oh, I've got to go do billboards, I've got to spend all this money up front to bring in clients. And yet you didn't really do that. You went out and you no. said, hey, who already knows and has my clients? And how can I create relationships where they just refer them? And that, how much did that cost you? You know what it cost me? Probably about $50 to go to a meeting that financial planners were going to. Now, I knew about these meetings because I was a financial planner and I knew you know a good number of them, but not that many. And so I knew the meeting where the meetings were, and they were 50 bucks, $35, you know, maybe a big one was $75. And you go there and you get a little garbage food and a you know, free drink, and somebody is speaking about whatever the topic is. So I took booths, and the booth was just a table. And here's what I did 
I took, I went out and bought oak tag, you know, like, you know, you would do in kindergarten and my, my friend's wife made it for me, you know, all by hand with a ruler and all the letters and everything. And it just simply said, make money with mortgages. And that's all it said. Uh, and I just put that up behind me and they kept saying, what does that mean? And I kept explaining it to them. And next thing you know, I had 200 mortgage uh, uh, financial planners feeding me loans, feeding me business. And I, every Saturday, and I don't, I don't remember if it was every Saturday or once a month, I would have a meeting at a hotel where I would train them. I would teach them everything they needed to know about mortgages. And, you know, they could compete with me if they wanted, but all they wanted to do was learn so that they could, you know, help their clients. And then they'd bring their clients to me and I would pay them, you know, it was all up and up. I would give them whatever the price was. I don't remember commissions and uh, boom, I, I did well. They did well. And the consumer did great. That's what it's all about, guys, getting out there and win-win relationships. And when you have, you know, a hundred great uh, professionals who already have your clients, you build a relationship with them. That just costs the time and effort, maybe a little bit of money to get to that meeting. But boy, such an effective way. That's yeah. how a lot of great entrepreneurs have built businesses. And you built that into a tremendous business, sold it. And then uh, right after that, yeah. uh, build out a mortgage uh, brokerage franchise, built that yeah. up, sold that. Got into entertainment. Wow, it's amazing. Eight uh, different uh, feature films, Rock of Ages, a huge, uh, huge blockbuster Crazy. that's been going going on there and uh, and making the rounds for a long time. Yeah, in yeah, fact, uh, still going. In fact, uh, you're right. Yeah, Tom Cruise was uh, was in the actual uh, you know film. He was uh, in the movie of that. Yeah, he was in the movie and uh, and uh, him and uh, oh Catherine Zeta Jones and yeah. Alec Baldwin and one after another after another. Uh, the 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 cast was unbelievable. And that was a lot of fun to shoot. And, you know, a lot of people have questions whenever they hear that I, I've done this. They say, you know, did you meet Tom Cruise? And I, I, I definitely met Tom Cruise. In fact, I'll, I'll tell you a story just because I think people find it interesting that he was a nicer person than I've heard anybody ever explain him to be. Uh, you know, and I have no money in this or anything like that. It doesn't matter to me what you think about him. But what I will say that when he came on set and I was there, he spent more time with the people serving food, with the lighting people, with you know the prop people, the people that won't make a difference in his life. He wasn't coming over to the producers who have the money that are paying for these movies. He was spending time with the people that you know think nobody ever even knows their name. And he made sure he went over and talked to every one of them, shook their hands, talked to them, you know, gave a little up, upward speech. Another thing that story about him that was kind of interesting is for about three or four months, we were told that he was going to do the lead. And but he never signed the contract and we couldn't get the answer. So finally, about three or four months later, he signs the contract and we find maybe it was six months. It was, a, it was quite a while. And we, we were we were pretty nervous because we were selling this, you know, and um what it turned out was every day for those months, he was going into a music studio and recording songs. And he had a music director and a voice coach. And his thing was he didn't want to sign the contract until he knew he could do this, these songs, these rock and roll songs as good as anybody. And the guy was great. Uh, he actually did a full concert. And we only showed parts of it in the movie, but he did a full concert with, I think there were 5,000 people there. They didn't know what they were coming in for. They were all extras in uh, in Florida. 
and they got blown away by Tom Cruise singing, uh, you know, ACDC and all different songs. It was a lot of fun. I mean, the attention to detail that that guy puts into every single film and the fact that he does pretty much all of his own stunts. It's like in the latest Mission Impossible, I don't know if you've seen that, he's on the motorcycle doing that jump and he's pulling the parachute and doing the jump himself. I mean, just an extraordinary human being and in phenomenal shape now at uh, age 59, 60 and uh, just someone at the top of his game. And so just the, the interesting thing I'm learning from you, John, is you're very good at kind of identifying uh, different industries, different opportunities, making them as low risk as possible and then jumping on these trends uh, mortgages, uh, that was a big trend. Obviously, rates were really high. Rates started yeah. to come down in the 80s yeah. and early 90s. It was a tremendous opportunity for refinances and, and everything goes in cycles. And so you identified Amazon as kind of this next big trend. What was yeah. it about Amazon business in general that caught you as, hey, this is a really unique opportunity and trend that's only going to increase and obviously, you know, we we couldn't have foreseen the pandemic, but boy, that that right. only provided fu- further, you know, fuel to the fire. What were some of the things you saw that made you think, "Oh, this is this is something that's ripe. It's a big opportunity." Well, you know, I think it I think it's obvious to everybody that e-commerce is not going down. It will only only go up. And when when I looked at it, e-commerce at the time, I was shocked at it. I think e I think e-commerce represented Eight percent of the of the um, retail sales, eight percent. I'm like, this is crazy. Only eight percent. How could it not be seventy percent or at least fifty percent? And so for it to go from eight to eight percent to twelve percent to fifteen to twenty percent is a no brainer. And that's where we're going now. We're I think it's only at like eighteen percent right now. I mean, the, the 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 trajectory up is magnificent. And after the after the pandemic, it came down a little bit. But if you actually look at the trend line, it's exactly on the trend trend line. If you just took away the, the the boom from the pandemic and just evened it out, the trend line is 100% perfect. So there's no question where it's going. Uh, it, it's up to them to screw it up. Hopefully they don't. But you know, I think we have an opportunity to help a lot of these sellers grow in ways that they never could. So I'll tell you what I did when I when I learned about it. So I learned about it and I'm like, all right, I have to do some research here, but I don't know anything about this. So I called my accounting firm and it's a large accounting firm in New York. And I said, do you have any Amazon sellers? So they did some research in their database and they sent me three. So I called them out of the blue. I don't know these guys at all. I just said, you know, we have the same accounting firm, blah, blah, blah. It turns out that out of the three, one was very small. He had like maybe $5,000 of inventory. One was reasonable size, a couple hundred thousand dollars of inventory. And the other one was big with millions of dollars of inventory. Didn't have a clue. <clears throat> I didn't have pre-planned questions. I just wanted to know what is this stuff? You know, Tell me the, some of the words. What, what, what's the lingo? I didn't never heard of FBA, fulfilled by Amazon. I had no idea. I just wanted to learn. So in talking to them, my last question, it just turned out with each one of them was, uh, so what do you need? And each one of them had the exact same answer. We need better sources of capital. There's no good source of capital in the industry. How could that be? So I did the research and I looked at uh, the ads from you know people that were offering loans to the Amazon sellers. And the first ad I saw, I would take. I think it's fantastic. 
It said, borrow 10,000, pay back 11. It's that simple. I'm like, wow, how could I ever beat that deal? Right? It sounds good. So I called the company and I, you know, said, all right, you know, I'm interested in this. Tell me more about it. What's the term? What's the rate? And whatever the information was, I think the term was six or seven months. The monthly payment came out to be so high that the seller would need to earn 18% per month just to pay the loan. Not to make any profit, just to pay the loan. But the seller, you know, not for anything, but most sellers will not do those numbers and understand what that's costing them. So they, they can't make money with this deal. But the marketing of it was so good. So I, I literally said to my partner, I don't want anything to do with this. It's scummy. I don't want any part of this. You know, I, I don't want to be in an industry like that. And he said, well, why don't we do something different? I said, like what? He said, I don't know. Let's let's talk about it. So over about 90 minutes at a lunch in Manhattan, we came up with a model to give the sellers the money they need to grow, not charge any interest, no fees, no terms. So it's like a line of credit. They can use it as long or short as they want. Pay it off anytime. There's no notice. You don't have to tell us you're giving us 30 days or anything like that. No, you want you called this morning and pay us off by today. You pay us off today. That's it. Um, and no monthly payments. And the reason for that is, think about it. If you have opportunities to grow, you're a seller, you're an Amazon seller, and it's you know September, October, you're getting ready for the big push for the holidays. Does it make any sense to take money out of your business and send it to me? Or does it make more sense to buy inventory that you know you're going to sell next month and make a lot of money on? It's stupid to take money out of your business and send it to me. It's just not smart. But that's the way it's always been done. And just because it's always been done that way doesn't mean it's right. It's right for the lender. It makes the lender very, very safe. But it is not right for the seller or the borrower. So we looked at it and I said, you know, lending has been done for 2000 years. It's It's been done wrong. Let's do it right. And so we did it right. We don't, there's no personal guarantees, you know, things like that. Uh, you know, people keep saying, well, what's the catch? The catch is, is if you do well, we're going to do well. If you do poorly, we do poorly. So we're gambling that your hard work and your knowledge and our model and money is going to be a great combination. And and it, it has been. You know, these sellers, they, they kill it with us. Kill it. No question. Everybody listening who, who's in e-commerce, who has an Amazon business as a seller, you know there's only one way to grow that business, and that's by getting access to more inventory and to get the inventory you need, especially to capitalize on this trend that uh, e-commerce is on, that Amazon particularly is on, and obviously getting ready you know, for some of the key times of the, that fourth quarter. The problem with most loans, as he put out there, is number one, they're very limited. They're usually smaller. They don't provide opportunity to really grow and beef up your inventory, where by the way, now you've got you know lower cost per unit and your profit margins go up because you can buy inventory at bulk and that allows you to be more profitable and grow. And if you have to pay it all back that fast, then it's very difficult, if not impossible to grow. What Acrumi has done has created a model where you can access the capital that you wouldn't be able to get anywhere else and grow that business. And then you just share in those profits with Acrumi. Um, it's just a phenomenal business model. This is available to anybody who is an Amazon seller. Um, you know, pretty much uh, is this is outside the US. Is that right, Tom? 
Well, right now we're just doing Amazon.com, which is the US. However, the okay. seller can be anywhere. Okay. But their business, we need, we're, we're only counting their inventory on Amazon.com today. Gotcha. However, we are expanding and I'm expecting within six months, we should be in pretty much every Amazon in every country. So between Canada, wow. Mexico, UK, Germany, Japan, everywhere, Poland, everywhere. Uh, yeah, we've got that in the works right now. So, and, and most sellers, even sellers in Europe and Australia, South Africa, Canada, are they, they want to be on Amazon.com? It's such all, a great market, and so they're all here. So just all here. just tremendous, guys. If you're on Amazon.com, if you're a seller. Um, you know, you guys can see it on the background. Everybody who's listening to the podcast, mm -hmm. let me spell it out for you. It is a crew me, a C C R U E M E.com. Um, you can go right there and, and basically get uh, a free pre-approval, get a funding offer right there on the, on the link there. Uh, they've got a uh, really good, uh, mobile presence and fantastic technology. That's really going to help you grow as an e-commerce, as an Amazon seller and make you more productive. And again, the money, I mean, it's, it's just, that's what I love about, uh, Amazon businesses is it really is just, can I get more inventory? Can I choose the right product, the right inventory? Right. And once you find a winner, well, now it's off to the races. You just need to make sure that you deliver, get your reviews. But it all happens when you can access capital. Unless you've got that rich Uncle Don, <laughs> you're in trouble. But uh, you know, if you can, if you can just go to a crew me, Rich Uncle Don will take care of you and get you access to that inventory. Uh, Don, just an amazing thing you put together. Your story, your journey is inspirational for every entrepreneur. Um, tell us if you would, you know, you've got decades of experience, the success. There's uh, there's different uncertainties uh, coming in the market. Uh, one of the great things you've done is you've made it so your business is really connected to rates. And so if you're an, an Amazon seller, you don't have to worry about rates, right? You're just basically doing a profit share. So that's a good that's good news. But with some of the uncertainty coming over the next 12 to 18 months, what are some of the tactics or decision making processes that e-commerce you know, sellers and really any entrepreneur should be thinking about as they deal with some of the uncertainty in the global economy and supply chains. Uh, just with all your experience, what are some principles maybe that you recommend, um, you know, using to make good decisions? So uh, I'm going to probably um, give you a different answer than you get from most people. And because from my experience, when you when you see markets that are you know uh, questionable or starting to go down a little little bit, or the news yeah. reports them as going down, like right now you see in the news that uh, um, real estate values have gone down. They haven't gone down. It, right. it, it's just an interpretation of they use the, a median number as opposed to what the real values are. <laughs> it's, it's it's really ridiculous, but. Everywhere I go, people say, well, real estate's going down. No, it's not. you got the wrong information. So what I try and tend to do is ignore all that. And when I hear the negatives, I see it as a positive because all of my competitors, how many of these e-commerce guys are going to pull back on their business worried that the business is going down? Well, I'm not going to buy more inventory. No, I'm not going to launch a new product. No, I'm going to I'm going to hunker down right now. 
beautiful hunker down because I'm now going to come out hard as I can, as fast as I can. I'm going to come out with more products and I'm going to build my business right now. And you know, this is the time to do it. When you see things going down a little bit, that's when you pounce. It could be buying businesses for nothing. And you can go on, you know, different sites like Flippa or Empire Flippers and, you know, find thousands of businesses for sale. Boom. You know, go, you could buy businesses for a hundred dollars. You know, there's, there's no excuse not to jump and take a shot. You know, so I would say go all out. Don't take stupid risks, but don't be afraid. You know, the, the, this is the kind of market that will hold a lot of people back and it opens doors for the people that want to really grow and, and build biz, big businesses. Go for it. Don't stop. You know, there's one other little theory, Leo, in business that I've used. I've, I talked about, you know, start stupid. Well, the other thing is something called the corridor effect. So if you think about a corridor, like a hallway, you know, think about a long hallway. There's no lights on. So when you're starting, that's what your business looks like and your industry looks like. You don't know anything yet. You can't see too far down that hallway. And so you start down the path. And now all of a sudden, maybe there's a, a, a board on the ground. Well, that's an obstacle. And you learned to step over that obstacle and you continue down your path. And before you know it, you found another obstacle and you got around that obstacle. And now what you didn't know also from the beginning, not only that there are obstacles there, but wow, there's a window over here and there's a door over there. So meaning that until you go down this path, and you learn and learn and learn and experience it, you won't see the next opportunity. You won't see all the good ways that you could go. So when you start your own business and you've started your businesses and you know, you've been very successful and you, I'm sure you'll appreciate this. The one thing I always say when I'm starting a business is this is where I think it's gonna go. This is where I want it to go, but I have no idea where this business is gonna go, no matter what, because I wanna be flexible so that as I go down that corridor, I can turn right when I see that opportunity and go down a different path. You know, I can go down the mortgage opportunity and then I see this opportunity in my mind of creating a, 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 a franchise that's never been done, but I have technology nobody else has. I can take that. But if I didn't go down that mortgage opportunity hallway or corridor, I never would have seen the next opportunity. Never. And so anyway, I, I, I just I'm a firm believer in taking the steps. Good market, bad market. You're going to learn. You're going to stub your toes, but you're going to see other opportunities that you never would have seen unless you took those steps. No question, guys. What an amazing uh, bit of counsel. There's a reason why Don is extraordinarily successful in the top 1% because he thinks differently. He doesn't follow what the news and the media so most business owners are watching that and, and they're pulling back or they're taking average efforts, but the, the small percent that really capture the market do it differently. They think differently. They don't focus on that. They focus on what are the opportunities in front of them. And while others are pulling back and being ultra conservative, you make smart decisions with low risk, high reward potentials, with big leverage opportunities. And then as you go down that path, you're going to find more solutions and more pivots to prosperity that only you may see because you went down that path 
The problem is most people stop and don't keep going and they don't realize that you guys, you will find the solutions. It's there's no holy grail out there where you're going to learn from some guru who's going to teach right. you something. It's you will find those as you're looking and you go all in with your business. And th these are the times of the next 12 to 18 months where if you go all in, you will take more market share and create a better yeah. business than the competition. Well, guys, if you haven't already, make sure you go visit Akrumi, A-C-C-R-U-E-M-E.com. You know, for all of our Amazon sellers out there, get your funding offer. I know a lot of you have kind of, you know, started up, got access to some financing. And now that next step is that growth capital. And now is the time to do it because it's still going to be trending up for the next decade. And there's no better partner that's going to help you make that thank growth you. happen than Don and Akrumi. So make sure you guys Very check nice. that out. And Don, thank you so much for being a guest on the show today. My pleasure. I really enjoyed it. I, I hope other people enjoyed it. And if anybody wants to reach out to me, LinkedIn is always my favorite. And it's my full name, Donald Hennig, H-E-N-I-G. Reach out to me. I'm one of those people that, you know, you reach out to me, I promise you, I will respond. Uh, and even if you have questions that are not going to, you know, help me in any way, if you will, all right, you're not ready to, um, you know, apply for, for money, that's fine. I'm here to help people grow their businesses or start their businesses or whatever, wherever they are on their on their trajectory. Uh, feel free to reach out. Happy to help if I can. Guys, LinkedIn is a very under, underutilized uh, platform. That's Donald and then Hennig, H-E-N-I-G. So make sure you connect on there and then uh, pay attention. Pay attention to his posts and the things that he shares because there's a lot of success and experience coming from those posts. Again, Donald, thank you so much for being, for just sharing so much value with the community today. Leo, you're great. I wish I was as eloquent as you. You you really put it all really beautifully. I, I, you're terrific. I appreciate that. All right, everybody. So think of the one thing you can do today to take action, to get closer to building the business of your dreams. If you're a, you know, an Amazon seller, go to accrumi.com. And if you are anything else, think of the think of what Don just shared in terms of taking action in a unique way while others are pulling back and the results will speak for themselves. Guys, we'll see you next time on the Seven Figures Club podcast. Are you looking for more seven figure secrets, content, or even how you can launch your own recession proof business? Then check out sevenfigures.com. That's the digit seven, F-I-G-U-R-E-S.com, where we share more videos, stories, strategies, funding solutions, entrepreneurial education, and even the secret business type that's recession proof. Thank you for listening. And if you're finding value in our podcast, please give us a five star and invite others to join the club.